And if you would turn with me to Luke 14, amen. We're going to read Luke 14, verses 16 through 24, amen. And everything that was said is what we needed to hear on today, amen. Everything, amen. Luke 14, 16 through 24, and it reads this way. It says, then said he unto him. Now, this is Jesus about to talk, amen. And it's a parable that he uh, spoke, amen. It says, a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidded, come, for all things are now ready. And at, and they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground and must need go and see it. I pray thee, excuse me. Amen. And another said, I bought five oxen or five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore cannot come. So that the servant came and showed this, his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and maimed, and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. Amen. 23 says, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which have bid it shall taste of my supper. Amen. You may be seated. Saints, this morning, I just want to speak to you a little bit on what we just read here. And today's topic is making excuses before God. Amen. Now, when we read this parable, many accepted the invitation when it was first given. Yet, when the actual time of the banquet came, they changed their mind. Amen. To accept an invitation before and then to refuse it the day of is an insult. Amen. If I set everything up for you and the day of not the day before, but the day of, you said, I can't make it, is an insult. Amen. Now, the analogy of this is God has made it so all things are now ready for mankind to come and receive him. Amen. Everything is ready now for mankind to come and receive it. Amen. But many people are making excuses for why they're not receiving what Father God has. Amen. And when you look at some of these excuses that they talk about, these excuses here, these are some of the lamest excuses I've ever heard, amen? Because the thing is this, before you buy something, aren't you going to check it out first? Aren't you going to look into it? Aren't you going to make sure there's some kind of warranty of something with it? But he said, I have bought land and I have to go, amen? And the second one was saying, I have bought five oxen and must prove them, amen? Who's going to go buy something first, give the money first, and then go prove it later? Amen? But these are excuses that people are coming up with now, amen? Some would say, 
this. If Christianity is so true and so good, why don't more embrace it? Why don't more accept the invitation? Because God has sent an invitation out to everyone, amen? The invitation has been sent out. It's the same way when you get ready to set something up, you send invitations out. RSVP me. RSVP me to let me know if you're going to be there. But then at the last minute, amen, I have set all this stuff up. It's like going to a wedding. You need to RSVP so we know how many people are going to show up so we can have enough food. Amen? But when you do all these things and by that day that it comes, you have all this food but no one to feed it to. Amen? Father has more than enough word and more of enough for us, but yet and still, the people are still making excuses for why they're not here. Amen? Now, excuses, an excuse is nothing but a lack of desire is what it is, a lack of desire. As long as excuses are made, there is no hope, amen? As long as you can make an excuse, there is no hope for you, amen? Hope doesn't begin until excuses end, amen? Understand that. Hope does not begin until excuses end, amen? If the one I have chosen don't want to receive that which I have prepared, He said, go out and find those that do, amen, that my house may be filled. Go out into the highways and hedges. And this is another thing that Father God is telling each and every one of us. I told you, go out and find those. There are some people that are lost that are seeking, but they don't know where to look, amen? That's why he told us to go out, amen? that my house may be filled, amen. The salvation of the Lord is at hand, saints. Today, the salvation of the Lord is at hand, and the invitation has been sent out, but many are making excuses for why they are not receiving what God has for them, amen. If you told a person this, and I can tell somebody this, if I said, come on over to the church, we're passing out money, there'd be a stampede of people trying to get in here, amen. A stampede, amen. But when you tell people, I'm handing out eternal life, people will question it first, and then I'll make an excuse. Amen? What do I have to do? How long will it take? Is it going to cost me anything? Amen? Those are natural excuses that people will make. Amen? What Jesus was saying is this. The master of the house is God, and the great banquet is the kingdom. Amen? This is a metaphor, amen? Because Jesus had to break things down for us to get true understanding of what it was, amen? My wife used to tell me sometimes, you got to bring it down because you're talking over their head. They don't understand it. So you have to break it down to a level where people will understand what it is and get the complexity of what it is that you're saying to them, amen? And Jesus had to use this metaphor to get the people to understand what he was saying, amen. Now, the invitation, the invited guests, when you look at this and read this story and when you know God's word, the invitation was sent out to the Jewish nation, amen. It was sent out to the Jewish nation. The kingdom was prepared for them, but Jesus came preaching that the kingdom of heaven is near. So in Matthew 4, 17, let's read that, Matthew 4, 17. It says, for that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
as Pastor just said, time is winding down, amen? But people are not seeing it. And people are not hearing it, amen? And people are making excuses for why they are where they are, amen? Now, all this that Jesus was saying to the people, he was rejected. He was rejected by his own, amen? John 1, 11 says this. He says, it says, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. We don't believe nothing you're saying, and we don't want to have nothing to do with you, amen? The excuses of skipping the banquet, amen? Now, first of all, when you talk about a banquet, when they say a banquet, I'm going to ask everybody this question in here. Who's going to skip out on a free meal? We go in the Red Lobster and get whatever you want. We go in the China King, get whatever you want. We go in the Longhorns, get whatever you want. I guarantee everybody going to show up then. Everybody going to show up then. See, it's amazing how anything that attracts the flesh, we can get people to come out. But when you start talking about spiritual things, Oh, I got something else to do. I, I can't make it today. I, I, I'll, I'll come another time. Amen. Again, saints, when you think about the excuses that were made, no one buys land without seeing it first. And the same can be said for the second one that bought oxen. Amen. The excuses in this parable reveal insincerity on part of those invited. They didn't care what he had to say and they didn't care how he felt. If I invite you out and then you don't show up, amen? The Jewish people of Jesus, they had no valid excuse. In fact, they had every reason to accept him as their Messiah. They had every reason, amen? And why is that? It says they saw the healings, amen? They saw the healings firsthand. If you see somebody bringing somebody back to life, are you going to question that person? When he says who I am, when they saw the feedings that Jesus allowed to happen, the, 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 and the thing is this, saints, I want you to understand this too. Because the more you read the God's word, things will be revealed to you, amen? Because when they saw the feedings, and I'm not just talking about the 5,000 that Jesus fed. I'm talking about the 4,000 that Jesus fed. Because people always talk about the 5,000 that Jesus fed. But when you look in Mark 8, 19, and 21, you're going to find some things, amen. When you look at Matthew 14, 15, 21, Lauren, you don't have to go there, amen. But this is just something I want each and every one of us to just Look at, because I want you to understand that there was more things going on that we don't even know about, amen? And the reason why, because a lot of times we skip over things, amen? But as I have learned over the years from my pastor, read above and beyond, amen? So you can get the true understanding of what's being said. But going back to this, the Jewish people saw this. They saw Jesus casting out demons, amen? But yet and still they rejected him. They saw the feeding. They saw the casting out. They saw the healing. But yet and still, they rejected him. Amen. But because of the rejection, the invitation was open to everyone, maimed, uh, downtrodden, those unworthy. As the Pharisees saw those, that you are not worthy to receive 
what we have, amen? The Pharisees considered everyone besides the Jewish people as unclean, amen, and under God's curse, amen? Jesus taught the kingdom was available even to those considered unclean, amen? That's the problem we have now, saints. The word is being taught, but people don't want to receive. The word is going forth, but people are making excuses. Amen. I had told I, I told my wife this. I said the thing is, is when truth comes forth, people don't want to hear. That's why people avoid you because they don't want to hear the truth. Amen. When God's word goes forth, people don't want to hear it. Amen. That's why we don't see people. Amen. All are invited, but many have made excuses. Amen. Jesus' involvement with tax collectors, tax collectors and sinners brought condemnation from the Pharisees, but yet this showed the extent of God's grace. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what you do. If you accept him, watch and see what's going to happen. Amen. The fact that the master is in this parable sent the servants far out to persuade everyone to come this is what we're trying to do today these are the opportunities we have today sister audrey brother jerry i know y'all got the word of god amen but god is saying go amen the word of god is in each and every one of us amen and I'm not saying that people are ashamed of the word of God, but I'm just saying sometimes we feel that we just don't have what we need to speak. Amen. But the thing is this, saints, all you got to do is open your mouth and allow God to just speak through you. Let him say what's on your heart that they may understand what it is that you're saying. Amen. I don't want any of us coming across anyone and missing out on helping them find salvation. Amen. Because, again, there's many out there that are lost, that are seeking but don't know where to look. And we are the ones that are to go out to seek to find those that are lost and bring them home. Amen? The church is the only place where you are, what you have, your education, your title, your money, your reputation means absolutely nothing. Amen? Because we are considered all equal in his eyes, amen? Ain't nobody on a different pedestal than anybody else, amen? We all have excuses of rejection, amen? With, with all, I'm sorry about that. With all the excuses of rejection, the offer of salvation was extended to the Gentiles to the end of the earth. That means that everybody, everybody can receive Christ Jesus, Amen? You can't look at a person and say, no, you're doing too bad. You can't receive Christ Jesus. You over there, you can't receive Christ Jesus. Amen. Because the thing is, saints, you talk about people in prison and the things that they've done and this and that. And as pastor has said this before, he said a lot of us have done some of those things. Amen. It's just that they got caught. Amen. That's why they are where they are. Amen. But God's mercy kept you because I can honestly say about me, some of the things that I did, I could have been. Amen. But God's mercy kept me away from those things. Amen. 
the basic message of the parable of the great uh, banquet could be stated this way. The tragedy of the Jewish rejection of Christ has opened the door of salvation to the Gentiles. Amen. The blessings of the kingdom are available to all. Amen. No one is exempt. No one. Amen. There, there's no one out there that we can look at and say, you are not worthy. Amen. Because for one thing, it's not for us to say that. Amen. But it's for us to share God's word with any and everyone that we come across. Amen. Who will come to Christ by faith? Amen. Who will come to Christ by faith? In 2 Peter 3, 9, it says this. Because Father God wants each and every one. Amen. 2 Peter 3, 9 says this. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises or concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to, towards us, not willing that any shall perish, but all shall come to repentance. Amen. All does it take. Father, forgive me. I repent of my sins. Amen. And a life could be changed. Amen. Now, I, I, and, and again, I'm saying this for myself. God has been faithful to me. Amen. God has blessed me over and over again. Amen. God has given me two, three, four, five, six thousand times of the simple things that I have done. He wiped all that clean and he looked not on my sins. Amen. But Romans 10, 13 tells us this. Because he is truly the God of a second chance. Amen. But Romans 10, 13 tells us this. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whoever. Whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. You ever just call out at night and no one hears you? And you call him for help. But when you call on God, he's going to hear you. Amen. The excuses made by others gave opportunity to others to receive eternal life. So the excuses made by the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, have given us opportunities to receive Christ Jesus. Amen. Making excuses before God. Now, in psychology and logic, rationalization or making excuses is a defense mechanism, a defense mechanism in which perceive controversial behavior or feelings are explained in a rational and logical way. Now, don't even worry about what I said there, because what I just said there, when it talks about excuses, this is a psychological profile of what they mean when they say excuses. But all I'm trying to say is this. To say a person wants to avoid true explanations of why there is no excuse for why we use excuses, amen? The only reason we use excuses is to get out of something, amen? Because we don't want to do it, amen? Now, when I say get out of something, I'm going to use this. Years ago, we, a bunch of guys, we would get together and play football, tackle football, and, uh, we were all set to go after work. Everybody was getting ready and this and that. 
my auntie called me, and she told me this. And when I told the guys that I was about to play football with, they didn't believe me. And I'm pretty sure if I told you guys this story, you wouldn't believe me. But she called me and told me this. And after I told the guys this, they was like, you just don't want to go. She took her dog to the veterinarian. The dog loved to chew rocks. So if you threw a rock to the dog, he'd catch it in his mouth and start chewing on it. He didn't care how big it was. She called me at work and told me, look, you're going to have to go and pick the dog's name was Sheena. You're going to have to go pick Sheena up from the vet. I said, why? She said, because Sheena is getting a root canal. I have never heard a dog getting a root canal ever before. Never. And apparently neither did any of these guys that I told this to. Because they say you're making excuses now. But she told me, she said, the dog, when he comes out of uh, being, because uh, they got to knock the dog out, sedate him or whatever. But when he comes out, he's not going to recognize any of the vets. He's not going to recognize anybody. So they don't know what he's going to do. So I told her, okay, I'll go pick the dog up. So I'm trying to tell 22 or 21 guys that, hey, I can't make it now, y'all. I got to go and pick my dog up because he's having a root canal. And do you know, from this day, I seen one of my buddies a couple of years ago at a funeral, and he brought that up. No one believed it. And no matter what, it's, it's kind of a joke now because every time people see me about that, that's the first thing that they bring up. Did your dog have to have a root canal? Really? Did your dog have to have a root canal? But then I tried to justify it by saying, look, they had to give a lion a root canal. You know, they was like, we don't want to hear that. They thought I was making up an excuse. But look, some excuses can be elaborate. Amen? Some excuses can sound just great and you fall for it. But see, the thing is this. You may have fell for it, but Father God knows the real truth. Amen? So you can say whatever you want, pretty it up however you want, that excuse, but Father God knows the truth. Amen? Now, everyone is guilty of making excuses at one time or another, and it starts at a very early age. Kids are great at laying blame on one another and making excuses about things. Amen? She made me do it. It wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Amen? But one thing about a child is this. It says the list of excuses start early and seem to continue as we grow. Because as we grow up with excuses, we get better and better at it. Amen? We get better and better at it. You ask your child to do something and to go clean their room or something like that, and all of a sudden, they got something else to do. Or they, I got to get my homework done. I got to get my homework done. I don't have time for it. I got to get my homework done. See, some people are quick to just make an excuse up just like that. And you know why that is? It's because people have already set up excuses in their head already. Amen? If I see somebody coming and I say, oh, I owe him money. Let me see what I'm going to come up with. By the time he gets me, I've already got an excuse made up. And that's how it is for some of us. But I'm going to say this about children. Children are real quick. Real quick. 
They can make it up just like that. And then you walk away like, okay, maybe, wait a minute, they don't even have school. What are they talking about? So it's that quick. It's that simple. It's that easy. Amen? But with that, saints, <laughs> you know you got to consider, is it a lie or is it a legitimate excuse? But it's the same thing with us. Are you lying to the person because you don't want to go? Or are you giving them a legitimate excuse of why you can't go? Amen? Now, the same thing occurs in our spiritual life. From the beginning of time, man has been making excuses or placing blame on someone else for their sins before God. Now, look at this. Adam blamed God. That was his excuse. Amen? Eve blamed the serpent. That was her excuse. Amen? I myself, and I know it's hard for y'all to believe this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. I myself have made up many excuses just because I didn't want to do something. Amen? You know, it, it, it's just like when somebody comes knocking on the door and you hurry up and jump in the bathtub until your kids say, hey, answer the door and tell them I'm in the bathtub. I can't come. Stuff like that. Quick. Quick to make up things like that. Amen? But that's what the human mind does. Amen? Now, it's interesting how the word excuse has developed in the English language. It originally meant to, to, meant to give a defense or reason for something. A defense or reason for something. Amen? However, it has become to mean an unjustified or false reason for something, a false reason given to cover up the real reason. The real reason is this. I don't want to go. I can't go because I ain't got nobody to watch the kids. The wife's in the back. Yeah, I can't go. Wife's not here, so I, I can't go. Amen. My car won't start up because I, you know. But we're quick to do that. Amen. Quick to do things like that. The Bible is full of those who have thrown excuses on the mercy seat of God. Amen. Quick. But everyone does it. Amen. But the problem is this. Eventually, your excuses are going to catch up with you. Amen. Because, again, it's not the person that you're telling what you're doing. They fall for it. He doesn't. And he knows. Amen? So you can make an excuse to look as a lie or a lie excuse. It's all the same thing. Amen? It doesn't matter what you say. Christians have had excuses for not being faithful in God. Amen? And I can say that for myself. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. But Christians have been making excuses for not being faithful to God. And when you listen to this, it says, Christians will do this. I have too many things to do. Amen? I have too many things to do. But Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? It isn't easy to live the Christian life. I can't do it. But Philippians 4.13 says this, I can do all things. Through Christ was strengthened to me. I had I don't get a much out of the service or Bible study. But Second Timothy two fifteen tells us this: study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. I don't see a need in being there every Sunday morning. But Hebrews ten twenty five tells us this: not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some. 
is but exalting one another so much the more as ye see the day approaching. It's almost here, saints. So it's time to excuses got to go. Amen. Excuses have to go. All that stuff has to be put away because the thing is this. You know, I was just looking at the story of the uh, ten virgins. And when five went with him and the other five went to get oil and they came back to say it's us open up, he said, I, uh-uh, it's, it's too late for that. We have to be ready. Not get ready, not prepared, but to be ready. That means that when somebody knocks at your door, you're supposed to have your coat and your bag in your hand ready. Ready to walk out. I'm ready. But then the thing is this. For many people, when you say, I'm on my way, I'm down the street, I'm here, I'm at your door. Hold on, my clothes are still in the dryer. You know, things like that. I'm getting ready. I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready. But I gave you three hours warning. How much warning, How many warnings and how much time has God given each and every one of us? There's no excuse. There is no excuse, amen? Because we have been warned. People say, I want to see signs. We've seen signs. And we see what's going on right now in this world that we live, amen? So we cannot say that, well, I didn't know. I, I wasn't aware. He's already said what's going on. We, we were talking to our children last week, and we told them, just look in the Bible, and you'll see everything that's going on in the Bible. That stuff is happening right now. Everything is happening right now, amen? But excuses show a lack of faithfulness to God, the Father, and Jesus, the Son. Yet, what do we see about Christ and God's faithfulness to us, amen? What are the excuses that they're making? None. Asked and it shall be given. Amen. <laughs> but when he says, come into my house. Well, Lord, I got something. Else. Jesus was faithful in fulfilling his role as the son of God. Jesus was faithful in carrying out the work given him. He didn't make any excuses, even though he knew what was going to happen. He didn't even form his lips to make up. Uh, uh, no. Jesus already knew what was going to happen to him. He didn't make an excuse. But what he did do, he did this. He says, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Not my will. You know, when I think about excuses, I think about another excuse I was about to make, but I didn't. Before I met my wife. My former church, we had a, a banquet actually for my bishop, celebrating 25 years. I, I, I think I shared this with some. I said I had a baseball tournament, and it was an all-day tournament from 8 o'clock in the morning to like 5, 6 o'clock that evening. And then the banquet was at 7, 8 o'clock. By the time I got done playing baseball, I was hurt. I was in pain. I was limping. I was this. I was that. But as I got home, I was thinking of what excuse can I make? How can I get out of this? But I made a promise that I was going to be there. So I was just thinking, how can I get out of this? What am I going to do? Am I going to go to this? I could just tell them, you know, I'm hurt. I can't make it in this and that. So I'm just already putting together what excuse I'm going to send to get out of this. But, Pastor, I was faithful to go ahead and go. Amen. I was faithful to go ahead and go. 
And in going, I had an opportunity to meet my wife. So I just think about the excuse that I would have made. What would I have missed out on? Amen. What would I have missed out on? Because, again, I, was, I already had the excuse prepared. I was ready to go ahead and throw it out there. But what would I have missed out on? Amen. Now, when Jesus, the, the, the faithful one, the one that says, not my will, but your will be done. In John 4, 34, he says this. It says, Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Amen. To finish his work. Jesus didn't make an excuse, but he knew what he was going to have to go through to finish God's work. Amen. To fulfill everything to help us with eternal life. Amen. Now, all excuses were gone. Jesus, saints, and understand this, Jesus is our example, amen, of how we are to live this life, of how we are to live this life without excuses, without complaining, without murmuring. Sister Trudy broke that down to me one, one day, and I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that meant that. But, uh, but again, saints, getting into God's word, there is no excuse to be made because the thing is this. He didn't make an excuse when bringing you in. He didn't make an excuse when bringing you through. He didn't make an excuse when he encourages you each and every day. Amen. In Hebrews 4, 14 and 15, it says this. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passing to heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we yet without sin. So when you get to that point of making up that excuse, Jesus got to that point and he didn't make the excuse up. That looked like that's going to hurt. Y'all want to do what to me? I don't think I want that to happen. Uh, Lord, you know, I, I can't do this. But he didn't. For each and every one of us, he gave his life. He did not make an excuse, but he went through and did the Father's will. Amen. Now, let's close with this. Amen. Jesus never made an excuse for what was about to happen, what he had to go through the people he had to deal with, he never made an excuse. Even our excuses, in Hebrews 4, 16, it says this. The excuses that we make, Hebrews 4 and 16, it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And when I say time of need, I'm talking about in that time where you feel that you're about to make an excuse for something that you know you need to do. And I'm saying that to myself, saints. I'm saying that to myself. Because, again, Sister Paris, just like that, excuse. Not a problem. I ain't have to look in the book. I didn't have to do any of that. It was quick. Just like if you call me at 515, at 516, I got an excuse. It didn't take much because the thing is this. I was good. Well, I was great at making excuses. Great at making excuses. Well, I can't. And then sometimes I tried to pass, try to justify it by, <laughs> well, 
I'm in the other room right now as I'm walking in the other room. I'm in the other room right now, bro. I'm working on fixing this bed. So that was the excuse. Pastor, I'm telling you, it was just like that real quick. So listen, let me, what, 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 what I'm saying here, don't think that I'm going to do that when you call me now, okay? Lauren, don't think I'm going to do that when you call me, amen? Amen? Because I don't want you thinking, this brother on the phone, what excuse you got now? Bro, look, no, my car really broke then. Sure it did, whatever. You in the driveway. But no. God has always been known as a God of faithfulness. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenants and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandment. God is faithful. Amen. And he is not going to make excuses, amen. Jesus ended this parable by relating the master's determination that not one of those men who were invited will taste of my banquet. Not one that made an excuse will taste of my banquet, amen. Now, the master of the house is God, and the great banquet is the kingdom, and we are God's people, saints, we are God's people because, remember, Jesus is our example. Jesus didn't make an excuse, so why are, you know? So I can say the reason that God gave me this word to speak is because I was making some excuses. Amen? And I am faithful to tell you, yep, I made excuses. I made, ex- I made the excuses, Amen? So with that, saints, I just want to say this. Excuses are one thing that we have not a problem doing. One thing, and no one had to teach us this. Amen? See, it's things that we had to learn through God's word, but the natural fleshly man, nothing had to be taught. That was already in us, amen? But Father God is trying to remove all the excuses, all the sin. He's trying to remove all of that. But we have to allow him to have his way to do what he needs to do in each and every one of us, amen? With that, I just say be blessed and let God the Father have his way in each and every one of our lives, amen? Over the pastor, amen?